very good evening, everybody. Welcome along to episode two of season three of the Tea and Tops. Uh, as always, it's great. I'm taking you through the show tonight. As always, I'm joined by my good friend Jason. Jason, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Got the intro back on. It's great. Sorry, Russia. You're missing out the tunes, but uh, you'll have to just catch it on the podcast. That's it. Uh, sound is looking crispy, if sound can look crispy. Uh, so yeah, good to good to get the show back. Good to be back, actually. Um, I, I'm thinking the two week cadence that we that we're looking at for these uh, for the shows this season actually works out quite nicely. Um, for those of you who were expecting the podcast last Monday, I apologise profusely. Um, it's up now, and if you were to look on Spotify, you'd think it'd been there since last Monday, but it hasn't. I only put it up today, so I'll be honest enough to admit to that. But uh, but yeah, the uh, podcast episode one podcast is up now. Uh, thanks to Mike, long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, for reminding us that I hadn't done it. <laughs> Cheers for throwing me under the bus. Uh, boss man Jason was in my ear today to get it done. So uh, <laughs> that's done. That is done. That, that tells you why it was a slow day at work when I'm like, well, we got to get the podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't just do podcasts 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Come on. Uh, that's that's my Monday nights. Like I said, you may take a, a two-week break, but I have to do another podcast every other Monday as well. So that's, yeah, has, Hey, sucks to be popular, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, quite a few things to cover this week. We'll we'll, um, we'll revisit a couple of topics from uh, from episode one, most notably the uh, Golden Mirror Bounty Chase, uh, which has been ongoing uh, for well since the launch of series one, still going at the moment. Um, also, while we've been away, the Tops Industry Summit was held in Arizona, coinciding with spring training as it uh, as it normally does. Uh, some pretty interesting news came out of there actually. Uh, so we'll, we'll cover a few of the talking points from uh, from that. Uh, Jason will have his regular roundup on Bunt and uh, if there's any Project 100 news. I I'm not sure if there has been anything in the last couple of weeks, but we'll find that out. And then, uh, as we hinted at in the title, we're looking a little bit this week at the Great British National Team, uh, who are about to, well, they kick off their World Baseball Classic uh, this coming Sunday, 8 p.m. UK. They take on Team Canada. Um, uh, not quite figured out how I'm going to watch it yet, but I believe it's only available on BT Sport here in the UK. But if you're watching elsewhere in the world, I think we're still Russia's number one uh, baseball card podcast. I'm not too sure. The last time I checked the metrics, we were. Uh, so yeah, wherever you're watching the World Baseball Classic, you can see the uh, the debut of, of Team GB starting this coming Sunday. So, yeah, let's so the, move. The, the, oh, actually, the, the first game is Saturday when they play uh, uh, Team USA at well nine o'clock Eastern time. So there you go, two o'clock in the oh, morning. So, two o'clock in the you, morning. All right. <laughs> if, if you're a West Coast fan, you'll be watching the game. You're used to those two o'clock in the morning games. Uh, and I have no idea if you're using the pitch clock, so you're going to be up to at least five o'clock in the morning. But yeah, Sunday is when <laughs> an actual decent time. That's when it decent starts. Time. There you go. I should have done, I should have properly done my research. That explains why nobody's talking about the US game because it's going to be on at some ridiculous time of the day. Pretty much, yeah. So um, oh, well. the first chance we'll get to see them at a reasonable time then will be Sunday uh, at nine PM. So yeah, funny enough, I think they have a warm up game Thursday or Friday versus the Brewers. 
because I was listening to the Mariners Brewers broadcast last night and they were interesting. I was only stuck with the Brewers side of stuff, so I couldn't find out. But yes, uh, the Brewers are taking on Team GPs. So I'm assuming it's a split squad thing there and they won't be facing Christian Yelish and the rest of the guys there. But still pretty cool that they play the Brewers and uh, that's not a bad thing to do at all. No, not at all. That's, that's, yeah, that's really cool. I wonder if they'd show that on uh, MLB, MLB TV as part of the spring training stuff. It would be one to Ooh, I didn't think about that. Well, like, maybe. We'll find out. Mm. Um, Otani is currently playing with Team Japan. He had two home runs the other night, I saw. Um, so it looks like he's getting himself off to, off to a hot start. So if you've not yet completed your fantasy baseball drafts, it might be worth keeping an eye on Mr. Otani. Uh, but yeah, two home runs that he hit the other night uh, in a warm-up game for Team Japan. So... Keep an eye on him. He'll be a fun watch as always. Oh, I lied. So, <laughs> talk about doing the research last minute. So, Team GP <laughs> is playing the Royals on Thursday. It's the Royals, the Royals. On ah. at 8 o'clock at night. So, there you go. There might be a game on Friday. I don't know. But, yes, they're playing the Royals on on Thursday. So, it's going to be pretty much an even matchup at that point. <laughs> wow, that's really that's really harsh from the Royals there, Dan. Golly. Watching, so well, he can give me abuse when he catches up on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> All right, so yeah, good luck to Team GB, uh, and yeah, good luck, on, good luck to us and seeing some World Baseball Classic cards. Uh, let's uh, let's hope that happens. Um, <laughs> Wednesday they play the Brewers. Wednesday the Brewers. Thursday the Royals. There we go. So you were right. So you were, so you were half right twice. That's half right. That's pretty yes, good. Yes. So there yeah, we go. That's, so, yeah, that's so, pretty good. So yeah, so there you go. So I'm surprised. Well, it won't be. I'm sure it won't be a BT sport, but yes, you can watch them. If you have MLB yeah. TV, you can watch those games. Maybe, hopefully, hopefully they cover it as part of spring spring training. That'd be good. That would be good. All right, moving on then to the news from the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, one to want to circle back to. We spoke a bit in episode one about the uh, Golden Mirror Bounty Chase. So uh, if you've not had a chance to catch up yet. Uh, in, 20, in 2023 Top Series 1 Baseball, there's a super short print which falls to roughly 1.3 per case. Uh, it's called a Golden Mirror Variation. Uh, Blowout Cards, the uh, eponymous US retailer, is offering a bounty of $250,000 uh, for the first person who turns in a complete set of all 330 Golden Mirror short prints. Uh, we were following along with uh, a gentleman called Michael, I forget his second name, and I've closed his Twitter because I'm dumb, uh, who, in conjunction with Real Breaks in Minnesota, um, who launched the Uncommon uh, Breaking platform. So uh, it's been Uncommon Apps Socials that's been posted most of the updates. Uh, They are now at 329 of 330 of the Golden Mirror Super Short Prints are in hand. The final one is the Adley Rushman, uh, which I imagine is going for quite a bit of cash. I believe a figure of around $1,000 was getting tossed around. Uh, That's the final one, and I believe, well, certainly as of the last update, which was just earlier on today, it was on the way to real sports cars in Minnesota. So probably by tomorrow, maybe a Wednesday, the latest they will have, the complete set of 330 Golden Mirror Super Short Prints. The question remains, are they the first one, or will they be the first ones to get it to blow out cards, though? It's not done and dusted yet. I mean, this is, as far as I'm, I've done some digging around on Twitter, and I can't find anybody else building this set. Or if they are, they're not talking about it. 
So uh, we'll see. We'll see uh, See if they get it over the line. Well, no doubt they're going to get it over the line, but are they going to be the first ones to get them? And is uh, are they going to get that $250,000 bounty? I kind of I hope they do. I kind of hope they get it. I've been following it along. It's been a hell of an undertaking. It's been a hell of a financial commitment. Um, I think we'll probably talk a little bit about some of the numbers behind it because I know we, I think we've both watched the... Uh, a few of the updates that they've posted about the, about the cost and, and how they've gone about trying to complete the set and stuff. But uh, it's been a hell of a chase. Yeah, we did share the video of them talking about the cost there. So they talked about what it was costing there. So uh, I, I seriously doubt there's anyone else dropping a quarter million dollars. <laughs> and that was pre-sale prices, <laughs> yeah. you know. It, it would yeah. be one of those things. So, like, oh, those guys are doing it. I wonder if I can beat them to it. <laughs> and like, okay, I got a quarter million to drop on that. So... Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. I, I, I don't know if I would ever advertise that which card I was missing because again, then people just go, yeah, I'll just name my price now. Yeah. I don't think they did until after they had secured it. Now, the, uh, that, I'm, I might be wrong with that. You know, it, it felt a little bit like they released some of that conversation from inside an igloo a few days before. And I think they released the last part where they talk about the fact it's Adley that they need. I think they released that after they had secured it. And I think for that very reason, if it had got out that that was the one that was still needed, then like you say, the price is just going to be ridiculous. Um, I think the, the most fascinating part was, uh, I think, I, I believe that they, so they ordered 300 cases of tops uh, of series one jumbo at 950 a case. Um, and I believe they opened 180 and they had 120 cases left over. So in that time between ordering at 950 a case, um, Series 1 jumbo cases are now going for like $1,500. So it's potentially up to 600 bucks on each of them. So that's almost enough where if you sold the 120, you've made back like, I've not done the exact math, but you probably made, if, if you could sell all of his remaining 120 cases at current retail, he's made back two thirds of the investment already just in the change in the case prices for the ones that's not been opened. That's not bad. That's why. <laughs> that doesn't include all the hits they've had either, plus all the base cards and everything else there. You're going yeah. to be all right. Yeah. I only saw one update on what they had sold in, uh, on eBay. So all the hits and stuff as they pulled on them were just getting put straight onto eBay. And I, I saw in the first weekend, I think they did about $37,000 worth. Um, on the first weekend, I think they were only doing like two or three day auctions, as you would on a, on a new product. Uh, and you know, the, the stuff was flying out the door, so they had done like five figures on eBay in the first weekend. You're looking at a, a positive of 600 bucks a case, and you've got 120 cases, you know, still to sell. So, yeah, to, now, of course, one of, the, one of the things we one of the Parts of it that we talked about again in the first episode was that they went to another local card store in Minnesota and bought a bunch of the super short prints there. Uh, and I remember I commented that all they were doing were just slapping Benjamins down the table. Just uh, I don't know how many they bought, but they actually forked over $4,800 to that other card store to buy some of their golden mirror short prints. I saw that and I'm not too sure how many they walked out of. They seem to have, seem to have like a reasonable stack of them, but. Uh, but yeah, I know they paid four eight hundred in cash for for a little supply. So it'll be interesting to see if they, if they do if he does go through the full. This is this is what it cost me. This is how we've made everything back, and this is the final profit. I don't suppose it will, but might give at least a ballpark figure. I think I think that would be kind of interesting. I think they do, but I think they also run to the risk that next year somebody else is going to beat them to it. 
or you know, try it. But okay, well, like I said, I, I can at least break even. I mean, they spent how many days opening baseball cards? I mean, like somebody would be like, okay, like I'm a you know investment manager and I can take a week off work and spend four hundred thousand on cards and see what happens. <laughs> you know, yeah, it would be yeah. kind of fun. Although by like day two, I'm sure he's be tired. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th I think at the peak there was four of them concurrently open in boxes um, to, to try and get these um, and yeah they made a pretty big dent in it after like five or six days it was kind of after five or six days I felt like they were they were slowing down at the rate they were opening cases because they were starting to get to that tipping point where it becomes more economical to go after singles than it does to keep ripping cases um yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this trend will continue. So although, although there's a quarter of a million dollars on the line for this, the overall bounty for the Golden Mirror short prints, if, if you can, if you submit a complete set, so that's all 990 Golden Mirror short prints between Series 1, Series 2, and Update, in PSA 10 to blow out, they'll give you a million dollars, and you've got until the end of March next year to complete that little task. So I would assume that they will also do a quarter of a million bounty on a complete set from Series 2 and a quarter of a million bounty for the complete set from Update as well. So we might see another two of these chases this year. That could be interesting because I said, I think people will see the dollar signs and go, yep, I can do that. And then yeah. actually have a proper race about it because I don't think they would advertise it. They would just do it as quiet as they could, hire six or seven friends and go, let's just rip the crap out of this. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd take a sixth of a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> I can't be arsed working that out, but uh, you know, I would like, yeah, 40 grand, 40, yeah, a bit over 40 grand. I'd take that <laughs> for maybe a 10 grand investment. I don't know, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like I say, they're, they're one card away, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be first over the line, uh, to get the quarter of a million, but I guess by the by our next show. Uh, on March the 20th, we will know the answer to these questions and we can maybe round this conversation out. It would be nice to try and get the dude on the show, uh, I'll be honest. And, uh, and once it's out of the way, I think I'll reach out and see if he wants to come on the show. Uh, it'll be fun to, I think it'll be a, a fun conversation, that's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, um, I'm sure that would be a, a unique opportunity for him to talk to you. UK's number one sports card. <laughs> Yeah. Russia, Russia's number one baseball cards <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, then moving on from that, uh, Tops Industry Summit. So just uh, a few days after we came off air, <laughs> of course, that's like always. Works. Top, in fact, it was just last week. Tops had their Industry Summit, which they have every single year. It's a bit of a collector's conference, um, predominantly aimed at hobby shop owners and, and that kind of thing, and industry professionals. In the States, uh, this year, I think uh, it was uh, held at Chase Field in Arizona. Uh, it's usually done in Arizona around spring training, um, just so people can go and catch games. They often have um, baseball players and stuff turn up to this conference as well, as so you can shake hands and, and meet people. Uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of interesting news came out uh, came out of the summit this, uh, this year from, of course, Fanatics Collectibles, who are the umbrella organization that own tops and own all the licensing and stuff like that so uh it, just to kind of recap briefly um the main talking points then so um fanatics are saying they're still committed to 10xing the hobby that's their uh, uh that's their parlance they want to 10x the hobby um despite the fact that the there was a slight contraction in the market from the last year which i think 
a lot of people are putting down to their slightly subpar rookie class, which affected, uh, which affected the purchasing somewhat. So yeah, they're still looking to increase by 10 times, um, whether that's revenue or that's engagement or that's reach, I'm not too sure, but they're still using this 10X moniker to, uh, as their, their benchmark for growth of the hobby. Uh, I mean, considering they're going from having one license, which was baseball, to having NFL and NBA and NHL, then yeah, they're probably gonna be able to do their 10X just because they have all the licenses. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how they actually quantify that as we move forward, I guess. Um, another, one of their, another one of their main priorities is to improve the customer experience, uh, to, again, to use their quotation. Uh, and part of that is they're looking to completely eradicate uh, redemptions altogether. Now, this is obviously something we've spoken about uh, at great length. I know a lot of collectors, not just in the UK here with us, but uh, around the world are deeply frustrated by the whole redemption process, uh, whether it's Tops or Panini or uh, or anybody else. Um, so the fact that they're willing to acknowledge it and they're willing to talk about it, I think is a good first step. Um, but as to how far or what steps they're going to take to try and get, eradicate redemptions altogether, well, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we, we saw what happened last year when Leaf took the unique step to take a, a, a player to court because he hadn't signed his cards. And then lo and behold, two weeks later, the cards turned up signed and thank you very much. So whether or not they're going to take a bit more of a hard line stance on it, I'm not too sure, but uh, but let's see. I think all collectors will see that as a positive thing and as, you know, are certainly hopeful that we can get rid of redemptions. Of course, part of this problem is to, is to deal with redemptions that people are still waiting to get filled as well. You know, on... on I have two redemptions for the same card on behalf of two collectors here in the UK that I'm waiting to have, uh, waiting to get redemption for. One of them, uh, we even asked for a replacement, which you can do with Tops. If you've waited long enough, you can ask for a replacement card of similar value, uh, and they'll try and fob you off with some horseshit. And we've been waiting, I think, six to eight months, maybe more than that, just for them to even offer an alternative to the card that we should have had in the first place. So. That's yeah, terrible. they've got. A, yeah, that is. We've got. A, we've got a long way to go. Um, but it's good that they're talking about it. It's good that they're acknowledging it, and and yeah, it's good that they they seem to have some kind of plan of dealing with it. Now, how long it takes, like I say, and when it will actually happen, these are two very different questions. It's one thing talking about it, and it, it feels like it's a lot of hot air, and then it's still going to take two or three years to sort it all out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's their conference, right? They they know they're going to get asked these questions so you know they, they might as well try and head them off before people uh, start asking more pointed questions about well what about x y and z it's fine you're saying it but yeah what about people who have got redemptions been waiting for years are you going to chase play blah 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 so so to at least acknowledge it and talk about it like i say is good let's wait and see what happens <laughs> in the coming weeks and months there's always hope. Like I said, there's always hope that you can do it. You want to hold out for the best for them, but they have a track record of just not doing it. So it's going to take a long time to build some confidence in doing, turning into redemption. So. Well, absolutely. And not just in redemptions. A lot of, uh, yeah, they need to get a lot of trust back, but, but let's see. Um, so speaking of the coming weeks and months, um, some, we're expecting at some point in March uh, that, the direct quote from Fanatics was, 
Within the next month, we will have the biggest product announcement in a generation. Uh, now, that's a pretty bold statement. Um, no other hints or clues were given. I don't know if it's baseball specific, if it's uh, anything to do with the NBA or the NFL licenses that they have as well, but they've, they've dropped back teaser. Um, the biggest product announcement in a generation. Uh, thoughts on NFTs. that NFTs. They're going to be NFTs. Nah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> We they're sorted out this time. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're finally going to monetize Bunt. There you go. That's uh, or further monetize Bunt. Obviously, yes. you, you can pay to play in Bunt, but yeah, that could be interesting. On the subject of NFTs, it's funny you bring that up. I noticed um, in our NFT group that, that we have for for the UK and EU guys who are into the NFTs, uh, the Wax platform that Tops initially launched on. So not TopsNFTs.com, but whatever. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, the first one. Um, it's been so long. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Season yeah. one. So that, season one. We season one. Yeah, I, can't, I, I don't remember the name of the platform. It doesn't matter for the, for the purpose of this conversation. But the WAX platform is actually being migrated away to a different crypto wallet. So if you were in that, if you were an early adopter on Tops NFTs and you were in the very first, oh, Jason's just plung, plunged at oh, the darkness. Um, if you were in the very first uh, drop of NFTs on the Wax-based platform, you might want to go and check your account because they're migrating Wax away to a, a different crypto wallet. So that's maybe worth that's something that's maybe worth checking up on. If it is an NFT announcement, that would be hilarious because I think we all know that's a flash in the pan and it's not going to be uh, the biggest product announcement in a generation. But you never know. <laughs> I, I'm just looking it up right now, and there's a Tops NFT. Play tops app thing, but um, there was something else I want to say. Uh, it's it's been so long, I've completely forgotten. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I was on the Wax platform. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, you know I what? Did... I think it was just Tops NFTs. I think that was it, and it was obviously the Wax platform. So, yeah, I did manage to get myself verified on the new platform, but I still can't withdraw my money. So Avalanche. It was Avalanche. Avalanche. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <clears throat> um. So yeah, so maybe maybe check out your wax if you if you think you still have some remaining because uh, you'll need to migrate it or you'll lose it. Uh, I think is what's happening. <laughs> I, I have some. I saw that post. It's on my list of things to do. <laughs> it's just uh, like, yeah, it's am I really worried well. about it? But touched it for yeah. two years. I don't know what's even on there. <laughs> Could be millionaires now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's wait and see. We'll obviously cover that uh, that announcement when it comes as well. We can. We maybe eating humble pie, maybe it will be something that will, that will transform the industry. Uh, we'll see. That's a tough um, one. Like I said, you know, 30, 40 years of card collecting, I don't know what else you could do that's going to blow you away. <laughs> like it's going to transform it. It's a tough one. Yes, yeah, unless they're going to put video onto physical trading cards or something. I don't know. You know, with flexible OLED screens and stuff, you never know what could happen. But that's maybe... 10 years away, yeah. <laughs> We've only just got folding phones back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll be curious to see what they say. I guess we'll, say we'll find out this month, hopefully soon. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, so it looks like Fanatics are going to put a bit more effort into Relic cards moving forward. Now, Relic cards, uh, the general impression I certainly have of them within the collecting hobby is that people don't really give a hoot about them. Uh, we joke ad nauseum about napkin patches, and it's like, oh, yeah, look at this. 
player-worn jersey and you see these pictures of guys wandering around wearing literally 30 jerseys at the same time. Uh, and these jerseys get cut up and put into uh, put into products. Um, occasionally you get a nice patch with a bit of pinstripe or something in it, or maybe there's like a couple of colors or a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a badge or something. But most of the time, you know, it's just like a plain piece of fabric and nobody really gives too much of a hoot about them. Uh, Fanatics seem to be addressing this and trying to bring a bit more uh, game used and, and game authenticated, uh, I guess, uh, relics into products. So two specifics that they announced, um, Moments That Matter uh, is going to be a new relic set. So the example they gave was uh, if a, a prospect gets their first hit in the league, then you might get a little bit of the base from that actual game. And presumably it will have some kind of authentication on it, whether it's the MLB hologram or if it's the Fanatics hologram that's going to be on there to authenticate that it's from that game. Um, yeah, so that's Moments That Matter. Uh, so that's when they increased the big, big sizes, didn't they? And they go, all right, we're going to increase it by an inch all the <laughs> Yeah, you can sell more of it. That's a great idea. You can get more relics per base. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's an unexpected byproduct. <laughs> um, and there's another one called um, First Stitch, which I think is a very clever name. Um, so these are going to be patch cards of the very first jersey Fanatics creates for a new player. Um, and that's going to be included in Top's update this year. So we'll see what those are like. That sounds a bit less like it'll be uh, like game used or, or, or you know, event worn or whatever, rather than just a, a more of a manufactured relic like we see in Series 1. But I guess it's something uh, it's something nice and, I guess, reasonably unique towards that player. And there would only be a very limited number of those if it's just... Uh, if it's if it's relics sort of going to be taken from just one jersey, so that would be that'd be quite cool and quite limited as well. So uh, that's coming in tops update, which is you know the third flagship release of the year. Usually comes fairly late in the season, so uh, let's uh, let's see what they look like. But I, I think that's quite good that they're trying to rejuvenate at the least uh, or bring some variation to uh, to relic cards and maybe try and get them a bit more front and centre in the hobby. Of course, everyone wants to, everybody wants that, that rookie autograph card and everything else. But uh, but yeah, if they can create some more buzz and demand around relics, I think they'll be doing well. Yeah, I guess I don't know what else you can include. You know what I mean? Bases, shoes. You know, with shoes, so, hats. We've had everything. Cleats. Cleats. had entire cleats in a, in, in a release like a couple of years ago. I can't remember which one it was now, but... Yeah, you could get an entire cleat from the bottom of somebody's shoe. We've had eye black. We've had uh, pretty much everything. If, if you can cut it up and put it in a card, it's been put into a card. Um, but yeah, I, I think the fact that these are more kind of can be authenticated and have come from certain games, which obviously brings a little bit of a premium, then I, th I think that's kind of nice rather than just a generic, uh, a generic relic, which, you know, could have come from anywhere really, but uh yeah let's see let's see how let's see how that goes would be again i'm interested to see what they look like i quite like the sound of the moments that matter ones you know where it's un unique games if it's you know somebody i don't suppose somebody will get the single season hit record anytime soon i think each row's got that one in his pocket for a little while but for a long time yeah yeah like you know something like that happened that'd be pretty cool i mean you're, you're never like you're never likely to get ball like relics that are parts of balls from things like this you know like first major league hit because you know they're just going to go back to the player they're not going to get caught up and put into a card and i always thought that 
all relics would be kind of good. Oh, that sounds like something really strange to say out loud. <laughs> uh, baseball relic. I'll stop calling it ball relics. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> relics from baseball. Relic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, look at my ball. Uh, like that would be kind of cool. Uh, even if it was like a ball, I guess if it's a ball from the game where they got their first hit, like that's doable. You know, they, how many baseballs do they go through in a game? Like, 80, you know, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot. There, I think I think it's almost a hundred now. I mean, basically the ball uh, touched dirt. We'll, we'll throw it out. <laughs> that's what it is. There, that's true. That's true. Yeah. See, we'll see. Like, it, it's just if they've shown a bit of spotlight on relics and they want to do something with it, they, they don't hear them talked about too often. So uh, that's quite cool. That's quite cool. Now, um, another thing they announced: curveball keepsakes. Does all the stuff with that? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, can I back to this year? I know you don't. Yeah, uh, the MVP buyback program is coming back for 2023. So, last year, if you from Tops Chrome, I believe it was, if you pulled um, a card of the AL or NL MVP, which was Aaron Judge, and I can't remember who the NL, uh, Goldschmidt, I think, was the NL MVP. It was right? Goldschmidt, yeah, yeah. So if you pulled their base card or any parallel from Topps Chrome, uh, Topps uh, or Fanatics, Topps, whoever, would buy it back from you for a set amount. So base cards would give you 10 bucks and then refractors and parallels went up from there, I think right up to about 150, uh, 150 bucks a card. So they're bringing that back for 2023. Um, and they're saying that this program is going to be joined by additional efforts. Uh, and these are all aimed at helping to drive uh, collectors back to the local card stores. So the idea is if you have any of these cards, you take them to your local card store and you can exchange them for store credit. Uh, and that helps, of course, that helps people get, um, helps card owners get people in their shops again who might make other purchases. And uh, and that, so I think that's quite a nice way of, uh, of trying to build that relationship between fanatics and, and between the card shop owners. When the news first broke, obviously, about Fanatics uh, taking over all the licenses, buying over tops, I think quite rightly there was a lot of chat about what's this going to mean for your local neighborhood card store? Uh, because, you know, it's a bit like the old Amazon effect. Uh, I think everyone just assumed that everything would go online and you'd be buying direct from Fanatics and, and that was going to be the end of it. And it could, you know, it, it could be a bit of a death knell for the local card shop. It looks like they're they're making major strides to make sure that's not the case. Um, they obviously see the value in the local card shop. Uh, I guess they're supporting that in in a way by starting to rescind some of the distribution deals they, that they have with the big uh, the big distributors in the U.S. so that local card stores can go direct to Fanatics to get stock and don't have to go through a third party. Um, It'd be interesting to get uh, to talk to a card store, a card store owner, at some point to see how see what they think, how they think it's going to play out now compared to maybe what they thought this time last year, and and you know, are these initiatives actually having an effect that they could to try and get some insight there? I'll sort of try and do that for for a future show. Um, right. But yeah, that that sounds pretty positive. I might try Mill Creek Sports because they do all stuff there. I can oh. the hometown connection. Look at you with your Seattle contacts. <laughs> yeah, well, I said, don't know him, but I'll be like, hey, look at you. I, I grew up in Seattle. I'm in Scotland. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> come check <Yeah>. us, please. <laughs> of, co of course, 
I had a perfect opportunity when I was in Florida, not what three, four, what four weeks ago I was in Florida. Never had a chance. Never had a chance. I was there for two weeks and didn't do a single baseball card related task. Terrible. I bought. Oh, I sold one card. I sold one card in a group and I shipped it. There you go. Uh, that was the extent of my baseball card extravaganza when I was in the states. Um. So yeah, uh, the. So yeah, it'd be nice to get some of that insight to see if they think that fanatics maybe are going to be a good thing for the local store rather than, uh, like say, having the the Amazon effect, which which I think we all hope will happen. Um, get your credit card ready. Um, but my big prediction for this year was that the prices were going to go to the moon. I think you have any, if you have any designs on getting involved in bomb and draft this year. You're going to have to dive, really dive deep in that wallet because it was announced that Tom Brady is going to have cards and autographs in Bowman Draft this year uh, as part of a new subset called Draft Picks That Never Were. Uh, so Brady was drafted by the Expos uh, at the same time he was drafted to the NFL when he finished college in, like, I don't know, what, 1972 or something? I don't know, at least like 100 years old. <laughs> So Brady's going to have cards and autographs in Bowman Draft this year. So, yeah, uh, normally not a, a frightfully cheap product anyway because it comes in jumbo and super jumbo configurations. The super jumbo of last year's product is still available right now for anything up to $700. Um, I think we're going to see $1,000 for a super jumbo out the gate if it's got Brady autographs in it. Dang. <laughs> no one wants Kyler Murray. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, no. So uh, we'll see. But, well, I mean, that's that's a huge announcement to start that series with, and presumably there'll be others as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, to 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 head out the gate with Brady is a pretty big. That's a pretty big announcement. Well, he's got a lot of free time these days, so you know why. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. No he's wife, not... no kids, no job. Exactly. He all said right. all the autographs he wants, you know, there's golf yeah. autographs, he's good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send that guy 4,000 cards to, to sit and sign. That could be really interesting because there's a lot of guys that were probably drafted that went into college football and, and football and, and that way. So they, you know, mm. they chose their path there, but they're obviously enough of an elite athlete that can pick up a bat and whack the ball or throw it 85 miles per hour. So, yeah. Your uh, your ex quarterback, whose name escapes me right now, who's now Russell Wilson. Russell yes. Wilson, thank you. Yes, He's, uh, and, and your ex quarterback as well, what, James Wilson. James Wilson, oh, famous James. Yeah, yes, true, yeah. he was a closer for Florida State. Oh, see, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and and other Saints related news. He was signed Derek Carter for your contract today. There you go. That was oh, rather oh, oh, oh. Yeah, he's good. Wasn't good enough for the Raiders. So he's perfect for you guys. That's it. I know. God. Uh, let's see how that pans. See how that pans out. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, so Bowman draft going to be expensive this year. So if you're going to play that prospect game, yeah, uh, you're going to be paying for it. I'm just laughing at myself there because I'm hoping that someone. And if you don't follow NFL or that, so the Kentucky quarterback will Levis Levis like that. The dude puts mayonnaise in his coffee. <laughs> Like literally, there's a video of him doing that, mixing it all up. So there's gonna be a mayo relic. <laughs> what kind of psychopath is mayonnaise and coffee? Just go look, look at it. Just do a search and like that. Yeah, that was, I couldn't believe when I saw that, and uh, 
I have a oh. friend who was talking about trying it out. And I said, well, please let me be there when I want you to try that out. Because why would you put mayonnaise in coffee? I'm not sure I'm on board with that in the slightest. No. No, I've had some weird okay. stuff, and that's, that crosses the line. So, yeah, yeah, we can have a meal rally for next year. <laughs> oh, right. Moving very quickly away from that one. Um, the, the final bit of news, then. Uh, good news, bad news. I don't know. It depends how you feel. But the other tops also announced that they're putting a number of products on hiatus. Uh, so some are being retired. Some are being put on hold. Uh, but they didn't clarify which ones are going to be retired and which ones are going to be put on hold. So the affected products, um, get your immediate reactions. I go through each one. So clearly authentic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not 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 fussed by that one. I'm kind of sad to see that one go because it was a very unique set. I, I like an acetate card. Um, I'd rather have that than Chrome, and I'm going to get on and moan about Chrome at some point. I, I might well maybe do the bunt talk first because I, I feel like I'm <laughs> running out of steam already. <laughs> we could. Do you know what? I'm yeah. I'm cross about it to that extent uh i'm kind of sad to see the back of, of clearly authentic uh hopefully it comes back um bowman chrome x i didn't even know that existed there you go so bowman chrome x was born out of a partnership with StockX. so the, the first year that bowman chrome x uh, became available it was only available on StockX. well this year or, or just at the back end of last year i think it was it was only available direct from tops and i thought well, that's stupid because it's supposed to be a collaboration with StockX. So why are you still doing it if it's nothing to do with StockX anymore? Not surprised to see the back of that. It was ugly, and I wasn't the only one who thought that. Uh, gold label? You know, I like it on bun. The, the cards are nice. <laughs> so it's, it, it's gone but not forgotten because 22 gold label is still slated to come out and is due for release this month. So I guess after this release, so there won't be a 2023 gold label, but 2022 gold label is due this month. Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. It's kind of a confusing, it's kind of a conflicted set because you have three individual base cards for each player. So like the base set on paper seems small, but if you really want to do the whole set, you need to create, you need to collect all three variations of, of each card, which, you know, it makes it a bit confusing and a bit difficult. If they're trying to position products more towards new collectors and grow the hobby, that's a confusing set to get into. Uh, like I say, I quite like the the one autograph, the gold framed autograph in that transcendent style. Um, yeah, it was kind of it was it was kind of a cool thing. We've got gilded collection now, which takes over a little bit from it, which was a new release this year, um, which has a, a more of that gold superfractor feel to the base cards, but also has that one gold framed autograph so it seems like gilded collection is going to take over from from gold label uh opening day has also met the chopping block yep i mean i know that's one of your personal favorites and you know um i, I bought a box like two years ago you know, it was it was a fun mm. cheap break and just kind of get some cards and of course everyone's favorite part of that mascots Mascot cards, yeah, mascot cards. And so not just mascot cards, but yeah, it was one of the cheapest entry points into the hobby. It's very surprising. I'm very surprised it's going away. Big League sits alongside it as a kind of entry-level product aimed at the younger collector, which is what Opening Day is. But Opening Day was just a... I mean, Opening Day was really the flagship product, but just on a cheaper paper stock. So like thinner paper, not quite as vibrant. 
um, which obviously kept the cost down. But it was a really good way to get kids and stuff into the hobby because it was cheap. It was like 50 bucks for a box and you got, you know, hobby variations. So, you know, you've got like 20 plus packs in a box or a couple of bucks for a pack. You know, you can't get hardly anything in this hobby now for a couple of bucks. So surprised to see opening day going away. Um, I think they're revamping big league in some way to make up for it. And it's going to be the kind of entry level fun aimed at kids product moving forward. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with 2023 opening day. Or just go buy boxes of 88 donors and get your kids into that. So. <laughs> That's it. thing about. you can buy. Yeah. yeah. Teach them about fantastic facial hair and powder blue uniforms. Uh, the first edition variations are going away. Now, I've seen this reported in a couple of different places. Um, one place I saw it is specifically Bowman first edition. And then other places I've seen it reported as all first edition products are going away. Um, I'm hoping it's the latter because the first edition thing is just a bullshit money grab. Um, a bit like Panini's first off the line offerings where they offer you the same card essentially, although I think the Pinos might have additional prisms in it depending on or you know different colors depending on what product it is. But that's always seemed like horseshit to me is you know the same product with a little first edition stamp on it that they charge you more for. But collectors almost universally rejected them. Um, especially in Bowman. It was still that traditional uh, first Bowman card, not first Bowman first edition, which uh, attracted the money exactly it's ridiculous right it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. even daft saying it out loud so yeah not sad to see the back of those personally cool uh, we got a comment the... from laura just saying that she's loved opening day and she's gonna not happen the year so yeah. there's a few of us out here yeah exactly yeah we're, we're the sensible ones right <laughs> We don't Maybe. have millions to go spend on these. We can't go drop a quarter million <laughs> to go buy 300 boxes. Up yeah, we're not, we're not chasing that 250 grand bounty, that's for sure. Um, you'll be sad to hear that fire has gone. I am. I am. That's, I, I didn't realize that it's been around for eight years. So um, it's always been a Tyson Beck thing. I imagine Tyson Beck's is probably just moving on. I mean, his career's kind of taken off since Project 2020, and he probably just doesn't have the time to design these anymore. So, um, yeah. yeah, I like that. It was a fun set. It was a silly set. I enjoyed it. Uh, it grew on me more and more. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, Tyson Beck obviously does a lot with um, soccer cards as well. So, again, I'm not sure if, if this is just specifically baseball or if this uh, this applies. I think because I think Fire also there was also a soccer version of Fire. Um, so I'm not sure if this applies across all licenses or if this is just baseball. It would be a shame because that was kind of, I guess, Tyson Beck's set. But he does so much for other sets and, you know, he had his Tops X Tyson Beck set and everything as well. So I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, another one that I'm kind of glad, kind of sad to see the back of is Gallery, um, Tops Gallery, which only just came out, actually, the 2022 version. Um, we broke some of it. Did a break of gallery. It was my first break back since July, and uh, just a little bit uh, towards the end of January, just before I went away on holiday. Um, I like gallery. Uh, you know, we've spoken to a few, a few tops artists on the show, and they've had cards on tops gallery, and it just seems like a pity that one of the more art focused sets is going away. Yeah, I think we should probably reach out to Josh, offer him some uh, some seltzers, make sure he's. Uh... He's doing okay, and uh, but yeah, like I said, it was a fun set. Again, it was you know the, the artwork out of that was amazing. So I'm I'm curious to hear their take on it, and 
maybe it's just taking too long to actually get people to finish the cards. I know Josh said it was always in a rush for him to get the things at Tom's deadline. And what was it? I think this year's set, he has 30 of the possible 50 cards that was doing. So can you imagine trying to do 30 cards in time? That's that? true, I mean, yeah. That's insane. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you're right. There is still, there is still museum collection. Um, so you know, there, there's still art-focused sets, I guess, and there's still work for, for card artists as well. Uh, can't really give Carson Kelly a double chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's also the same thing. So uh, another person I know, Maz Adams, is actually signed with Fanatics and does directly does work with Fanatics now. But he, he's, I think he's gone more into prints now. So you might see that where it's gone away from cards to more prints style thing, which mm. makes sense. So because uh, Maz has been doing that for, oh gosh, at least six months now. So there might be a few other guys to get folded into the mix and do it that way. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to catch up in the in the the artist space and see see what they feel about it for sure. Watch out for that in a future show. All right, I have talked the bollocks off this for 45 minutes. Uh, so that is, <laughs> that is uh, I know, You're right? Done. I'm gonna go lie, I'm gonna go lie down for a minute. Um, that's all that's all the exciting news that came out of the industry conference. I'm glad they don't happen every month. Um so yeah, I'm gonna let you talk about Bunt for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly about Bunt. Uh so obviously it's been two weeks now there. So what's come out lately was Chrome Black. So you have till Friday to pick up anything you want from Chrome Black there. Five star came out while we were gone. Um, another one that you have to spend a lot of money to get a bit of anything out of it. And then uh, Stadium Club Series 3 has come out. So uh, spend all your coins on your Stadium Club there. And, of course, uh, to throw that in there as well, they've had Finest and uh, Gallery came out today. So it's been a busy time at Tops. I've seen my coins slowly dwindle. Uh, they need a contest there, and it really feels like a kind of uh, a cash grab. So we know on Monday there's some sort of set that you probably have to spend either a lot of coins or money to collect. And then you have your normal Friday set. And of course, they have something come out every day to try to get all your coins. So uh, if you're a free-to-play player, it's been tough times. And I'm kind of hoping something kicks off soon to kind of get me back into it. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just I'm burnt out on it or there's been no contest that I really care about. Because the current contest where you open up 30 packs to get a home run card isn't really that exciting. And then, I don't know. I mean, at least last year we had Heritage twice to keep it interesting and build the coins up. But uh, it's been a slow time at Punt. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just done. Uh, maybe I'm just enjoying Star Wars now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have they have certainly bombed out a whole load of releases, which, like you say, hasn't helped. Um, so I was away from Bunt for quite a, like for, for a while. Uh, probably maybe it's like six six eight weeks or something without actually going into the app. Uh, and then I tried to do all of February. Then I got annoyed because I missed three days in February, uh, and I wasn't going to complete the month set. So I fell out with it again. So I picked it up as of the 1st of March because I'm determined to complete like the, the whole month for the daily tickets. Um, we were given 11 tickets on the 1st of March and the rumor I've heard is that 2023 Bunt is coming on March the 20th. So you've maybe only got two weeks to do what you want to do because it sounds like there could be some pretty big changes coming on the 20th of March. Now, whether this is going to coincide with the biggest product announcement in a generation, I've no idea. Um, but apparently March the 20th is going to be when 2023 Bunt drops. So let's see how that goes. I currently have 8.3 million coins, so they better not be fucking with my coins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every time I open it, it, it feels a bit overwhelming with the amount of sets and stuff that's going on right now. So I open it up, 
I open my mystery boxes, I take my 5,000 coins, my 2,000 coins, I do my three spins, I go through my contest. I like that you don't have to enroll in contests anymore. That's yes, a nice change. That is a nice change. Um, so I go through, uh, or events, sorry, I don't have to enroll in events. So I go through and I, I tick off anything I need to do for my events, and then I tend to put it down and come back the next day. I do enough to get, I'll try and complete all the daily tasks, which is why you get sent random trade requests at like 2.30 in the morning because I'm lying in my bed going, shit, I've not done bunk today. Uh, and that's when I try and get through all my dailies. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I've, I've not really, like, I didn't get into the whole let's hoard some of the gold parallels because, yeah, you know, we saw enough people with 5,000 of one card to know that it was just going to be a fruitless endeavor. No. Um, so yeah, I've been completing my daily tasks and just trying to stockpile some coins. I, I stayed away from sets almost entirely. I'm really hoping they bring they have the tribute crafting events again because they were really good the last couple of years. I, I really enjoyed the tribute one. The tribute one was much more fun than the heritage one. So, but I think heritage yeah. was a poor set, so I think it was probably easier to go. We'll stick on heritage because we know it's shit, <laughs> <laughs> and people will at least play it. But when, yeah. it's as, when, you know it's also very funny because uh, obviously I, I played the crap out of it because I wasn't working at that point in time, and I. I I kept all the good players like Trout and Bichette and right there. And the rare cards there are just over 10,000 cards, which now in Bunt isn't a whole lot. There's so many people playing Bunt. Like, rares just go up there. I mean, depends on what set it is there. But, I mean, um, it's it's really weird. You're, you've kind of seen it slowly dying off, like with the uh, Stadium Club. Like, I, I hit a super rare, and you know those are only getting around 500 now, but the rares have just become super common. So it's really funny to think, what, well, if I trade these off and throw it as an extra, um, I'll get this trade over. And uh, now I'm kind of going, well, maybe I should keep on to them because they're not that high as they used to be. No, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it feels like we've seen a bit of an influx of players in the bunt because, like you say, those card counts are going up, and I guess that's a byproduct of that. It, it, you might be able to correct me on this, but it, it feels like there, there's a few more limited sets coming out now, and I, and I mean limited in the fact that there's only X amount of uh, coin packs that, as a free player, you can you can you can get, and then. Once there's once that million packs or whatever is sold out, the only way you can buy them is through diamonds. Yep, that's your Monday set. That that's what the frustrating thing is. So if you're trying to put sets together, you you know you're gonna have to spend money to put that set together or find something that has spent money and you can trade away with that. But again, people with the hoarding thing is probably not the worst of everybody in trading. So I've I've just tried to stay clear of trading as much as possible because uh, it's just gone downhill very quickly. Uh, where people, you know, again, you know, want Mike Trout for Evan White or Kyle Lewis or Shed Long, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so it, it's it's kind of just changed it there. I'm kind of hoping maybe with opening day things might change, and of course, there's always hope that there is a World Baseball Classic set that comes out. Uh, I think there yeah, was previously. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good point. So um, that would that would pique my interest there to see if they come up with that, and that'd be kind of a fun set to collect. I mean, there were the the eleven series cards. I was able to trade away trade those from somebody who didn't particularly care about it. But um, yeah, maybe we'll find some world baseball classic cards. Uh, that would be a fun one. You get a lot of superstars in that one, and then a lot of random people you've never heard from uh, Czech Republic. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Great Britain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're frustrated with Bunt and you want to deal with some fair-minded traders, 
Now, this seems like a good opportunity to remind you of the, of the tops bunt the UK and EU <coughs> group uh, that Jason and I are a member of. We're a small but dedicated bunch who play regularly here in the UK. Uh, and yeah, we're, I guess, a bit easier going than some of the hardcore. So uh, yeah, come check out uh, if you're on if you're on the old Facebook. Um, Tops Bunt UK and EU Community is the group that Jason and I are in. You can find us in there. Absolutely, it's a friendly group, and and you, if you join the other group, you know, there'll be well, sales posts after sales posts for people who spent <laughs> the money on that there. So it's up to you. Yeah, and good luck to them, and good luck to them. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess then on the on the subject of the World Baseball Classic, um, we can round out the show. Oh my God, you've got a book and everything. I, uh, I we notes. Can, I took notes. We can we can round out this week's show with uh, Jason's notepad of joy. Yes, yes. So uh, most of the people have already talked about this. There's, there's a various podcasts that have talked about the Great Britain team, but the one thing no one's talked about is do they have cards or not? So I've, what I've got is I've gone through this, the supposed starting lineup of who should be for Team GB. Uh, I, I picked the pitcher, and I was going to look at most of the pitchers, and then realized most of those guys don't have cards. So I quickly put that <laughs> down. So I'm just going to basically do 10 people there and kind of talk about uh, the kind of starting lineup. So uh, uh, batting leadoff, they have Mariner prospect Harry Ford. So he is a 2021 draft pick. He was 12th overall for the Mariners. Uh, and... So if you want his card, the one to get is his 2021 Bowman draft. So there are plenty of cards out for him, but if you're actually going to go chase a rookie card for him, that would be the first one there. Um, he played in single A last year. He's expected to maybe start in single A after this there. So uh, I'm going to say it now. Out of all the guys that play for G TGB, <laughs> he's the only guy's card that you actually have to spend some money on to get uh, and, and there because he is a hot prospect and, and is expected yeah. to be moved to the outfield at some point in time because he's a very athletic catcher. Um, <laughs> I um, I remember him from breaking 21 draft, um, and he was one of the top guys to look out for in that product. Uh, what, what's his tenuous connection to being British? Did he fly over the UK once going somewhere else or...? Both his parents are British and moved to Atlanta where he was born. Well, shit, I'll take that back. That's way more British than I imagine most of the rest of the team are. So <laughs> yes. uh, I, will, I will eat my words and apologize profusely. Yes. So I didn't go into everyone's nationalities because there's a few Bahamians. No, I thought, you, I thought you would know his, which is why I asked. So. I did, yes. So, yeah, so I did look into that. And both his parents are British and then he was born in Georgia. So, um, oh, so yes. So, you know, because I, I was pretty excited that uh, I have a connection for the Mariners and, and JP. So <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping he does well, and there's always hope. And, and that's actually pretty cool that you have someone as high as a 12th overall draft pick playing for them. So um, that's I, I, I'll be watching Harry out there. I, I just don't call him Harrison Ford, that's all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although saying that, you know, you hit a solo home run, you know, the Star Wars quotes could just come out from this. This could be a really easy thing to do. Wow, they really can. Yeah, they really can. Uh, it's batting two and left field, Chavez Young. And I had to look up who Chavez Young was. So he was a 2016 pick by the Blue Jays in the 39th round. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty brutal. I could find two cards for them. There might be more. If you look at the 2018 Midwest League, he, he had a card there and an all-star card from that as well. Uh, and he currently wow. plays with the Pirates. So, um, you know, that was a that was a pretty deep dive. And he, he, there's even deeper dives here. So right field, we have Trace Thompson. 
So he was a 2009 draft pick with the White Sox. Uh, and his first card was the 2016 um, up there. And he's currently with the Dodgers. So there are plenty of his cards there. But you're better off buying his brother's rookie card. Don't bother Trace. He's got <laughs> invested basketball cards. Who's, <laughs> his, who's his brother? Clay Thompson. Is that genuinely his brother? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Trace no is the way. youngest brother. Yeah, Clay Thompson's his older brother. So, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, stick with the bouncy ball rather than the batting ball. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's why he's traced because it's three, Trey, so kind of thing. Oh, so, nice. Uh, now, I could be reaching. <laughs> I don't know this, but it makes sense. His dad was a professional basketball player for the Blazers. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> don't buy nice. Trace Thompson cards unless you really no. want to put a Team GP set. Go buy his brother cards. They'll be worth more. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh Third base, we have Darnell Sweetney. <laughs> You're going, who? So he is was drafted in 2012 in the 13th round by the Dodgers. Uh, he actually has a pretty cool cards up there. So his first card was a 2014 Leaf, and he's he's signed it. He's got a pretty cool signature, and he's he's actually wrote a little note in there like, I can't wait to be a Dodger. So if you look on. Uh, COMC, like some of his cards have some pretty cool inscriptions to it. So um, he's currently a free agent. Uh, and the last time he played for the KC Monarchs last year in independent ball. So, so wow. he didn't play it in the Negro Leagues because that would make no, him like 108. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. funny. I thought that was the same name as the Negro League team. But yeah. yeah. It is. They got rebranded and they were, oh, I can't remember what they were called before, but yes, uh, they have a connection with the museum. And they're there, nice. There, That's pretty sweet. Like so. That. So he, he last played for them, and he's currently uh, not playing for any teams at the moment. And he's also, I think he's like 32, if I remember correctly. Well, I did think that. Like, 2009 draft pick. I'm like, shit, that could be me. <laughs> that's Trace Thompson. No, this this is... Uh, Trace Thompson. Sorry, my bad. Uh, oh, gosh. I just... I, I, I won't mess around with my tabs because I have all my tabs there. Uh, uh, shortstop Nick Ward batting five, so he was a 2018 draft pick from Oakland in the 34th round. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, he's currently with the Phillies, so uh, he's been seeing some time there. I saw that. And if you want any cards, or no, he spent he's with the Phillies now. I couldn't find any cards for him, but he played for the 20 uh, the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, <laughs> so an independent ball. Wow, so uh, that's that a was, great team name. What so the it's funny that because they the next guy, our first baseman, Alex Crosby, was never drafted and he played for the South Maryland Blue Crabs. <laughs> See the blue crawl. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> blue crabs, blue claws. You know, I, I, wow, I guess okay. minor league teams there. Um at least it's he, not the blue waffles. Don't Google that, kids. I I don't even want to go there like that. No, Urban dictionary no. right to the top. I got a feeling. Yeah. Um, He's got a card, the 2019 Gary South Shore Railcats. Railcats. So, Golly. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. You're, you're not to say scraping the bottom of the barrel, but you're scraping. Oh, the you're bottom. you mean you're you're diving deep? That's for sure. Yeah. 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 The, the, so uh, when this is all done, probably tomorrow, I will put a list of everyone on Team GB. 
I will put a list of probably a link to um, COMC or like that there. So if you actually want to put it together a list, you can probably do it. The Harry Ford card will be the most expensive one, but everyone else, you you're gonna get the same price as your Harry Ford card combined. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, this this would be a nice Instagram series, by the way. You know, over a few days, or a nice Twitter series over a few days. Right. Okay. Tweet, I see. I tweet, see. Tweet out the player and their card and their. Uh, yeah. Content. That. Yeah, exactly. Content. <laughs> I, I'm assuming you're gonna put that together. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm a gentleman of leisure. It would be a, it would be a privilege to put that together. Actually, yeah, yeah we, we we will talk about that up there. But yeah, yeah, that's actually not a bad shout during the world the WBC because we we know where they all are and we can put a, post a link about them and 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 talk a little bit about there. I think that would yeah be probably more right. interesting. Um, Hashtag the, content. Yeah, it's all about the content. Uh, <laughs> DH Justin Wiley, uh, he was never drafted, and he played in the New Jersey Jackals of the Frontier League, and wow. I couldn't, couldn't find any cards for him. So there you go. So maybe we have to make some tea and tops team GP cards. I say, it could, this could be a pretty freaking short Instagram series. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a couple pictures you'd be all, all right there. Um, I didn't go to that. So this was an interesting one for me because I've seen this name around for quite some time. Second baseman Lucius Fox. So he was a 2015 international free agent. He signed with the Giants. He's, he's gone around to a few other teams. He's currently with the Nationals. Made opening day last year and then uh, got demoted, um, set down. So I, <laughs> I, um, I don't know where he's on the depth chart with the Nationals there, but seeing how, how good they are this season, maybe there's hope that he again makes the team this year. And, and that. Yeah. Uh, but What's, you can, um... Was Lucius Fox not the name of a character played by Morgan Freeman in some superhero movie? Yes, it is. <laughs> you're probably you're, you can probably find more valuable Morgan Freeman <laughs> than you can find the baseball player Lucius Fox. Yeah. There, wow. you, get a, you get a Batman relic. <laughs> I was, I was say, was it ba- I couldn't remember which. Uh, I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, Batman was it? Huh. Yeah, so that's what came up in my search when I was looking at these guys. Down there. <laughs> Lucius Fox. Nope, I need to put uh, baseball player to make the yeah. difference there. So, so, but if you can find uh, that Morgan Freeman Batman relic, you're all set. Yeah, up. you're but, laughing. Yeah, but well, well, yeah, well spotted. That wasn't sure if you thank noticed you, that. Thank you. Uh, but yes, he's got plenty of cards there, and his earliest card was the 2016 Bowman. So uh, you, you can find that there. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. You have an actual proper person who actually got a cup of coffee in the major leagues and he's betting eighth at second base for us so yeah i don't know yeah, tells you yeah. his uh prospect status or not or not um and our center fielder anthony seymour who was a 2014 seventh round pick for the marlins so uh mm-hmm. he, he played the last season with the long island ducks and an independent ball, so you're, you're, you're scraping the bottom yeah. barrel, the barrel there. But you can get uh, he's got a 2015 Panini Elite card, and you have his 2016 Bowman if you're chasing those there. So that's your starting lineup for the Team GB. Uh, I I started looking at the pictures, and it was a pretty deep dive on some of them. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I I'm going to stick to our 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 number one pitcher there. Uh, which is Vance Worley. So you might actually next to him. He had a pretty uh, I know, long... yeah, I know that. I know that name. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was a 2008 third round pick from the Phillies, uh, but he hasn't played in the MLB since 2017 for the Marlins. So he's been out for six years, and uh, <laughs> he was last seen playing for the King County Cougars 
So <laughs> that's what's there. Excellent. So uh, funny enough, there was a couple guys that they, they must have all played for the King County Cougars. I think we have two or three guys who have played from or is independent ball and they take everybody uh, on there. Um, and you can get uh, Vance Worley. He has a 2008 Donruss and a 2010 Bowman. Um, and I'm going to mention one more guy before we, we get on yeah, the topic because yeah. the 24 man roster, and we'll stick to this. It, it was Tyler Visa. I don't even know. Visa, Visa, V I Z A. Uh, he was a 2013 32nd round draft pick from the Phillies. And what I thought was interesting because last year he played for St. Paul, uh, Kane County. And then he finished his season off for the CTBC brothers in China. So, he, so, you know, he's hanging on to that career as much as he can. And hey, uh, he's, he's putting the miles in, if nothing else. Yeah. So, but uh, the only card I could find for him was the 2017 choice reading fighting Phillies card. So, like, it, it's cool. it was a deep dive on some of these guys. And, and uh, I was surprised that there wasn't more kind of minor league ready players but uh who knows like i said we're growing the sport yeah. wish or even, well or even college kids or maybe they're not allowed to take college kids or something no uh another person who i didn't do a dive on is michael roth who was a longtime team gb pitcher so um i, I figured he was a, a fairly known name for team gb and, and mm. was in the angel system i don't think he ever pitched for the angels there but yeah we can do the 24 man roster that gives us well, I see, opening days twenty four days away. So there we go. That would uh, that would be interesting to do. Oh, Christ, I, think... I need to crank one out tonight. Why don't we stick with? Maybe do two a day. <laughs> yeah, I would say two a day, and, and I'll, I'll look it up after the show. But I think yeah, I, I don't know how long actually the tournament is. <laughs> oh no. well, yeah, let's let's be honest. How far are we expecting Team GB to get? But. Uh, yeah, well, with, yeah. two a day, 12, 12 days, 12 days of content together. That's pretty decent, I think. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. There we go. We can do one each and we can do our deep dive and sure guys there. And that, that, that would be kind of fun to say, all right, there, we, we're supporting Team, team GB. Um, Absolutely, despite the yeah. fact that like 24 guys were born in the States and the rest of the like I say, I think a couple of them have got British Bulldogs, and that's how they qualify. Uh, <laughs> but but, but the right. same thing. So uh, for for those who don't know, and I'm sure I've talked about it before, um, I, I did run baseball in Scotland for a while. I did go to an AGM and met Stephen Rapalia, who was the former G- Team GB coach back in 2011. Yeah, yeah. T- 2010, 2011, 2012, around there. And basically, MLB gave him a list of 500 people that had British heritage and um, said, here you go, pick for your team there. And, and funny enough, uh, uh, before we move on, uh, I, I'm meeting Lou Olson from the, the podcast, The Hall of Very Good. And he had a great uh-huh. interview with um, uh, the guy that runs the Irish Baseball Society or something like that there. And uh, it turns out Greg Maddox is Irish. So if Team Ireland ever needs a pitcher. Oh my God. Th- he has a link to Ireland. <laughs> that would be but, amazing. Yeah. This reminds me of the time we tried to convince Dirk Hayhurst, uh, the Garfus, <laughs> uh, to come and pitch in Scotland. And we would, we would threaten to pay him in Haggis. Yes, exactly. He was a Bills amount. We, well, we yeah, because he was going to he was going to go and pitch in Italy for a while, right? And they were like, no, 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 don't go to Italy. Come to Scotland, or if it doesn't work out in Italy, come play in Scotland. We'll, we'll pay you in Haggis. Yeah. And like that would have been hilarious. That would have been so good if we could. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, 
so yeah so uh yeah it was interesting so i i, I was i was catching up on a few of the hall of very goods podcast which is actually do a very good job there and lou happens to be passing through these ways so i'm meeting him on saturday night for pints uh him and his, nice. his partner and uh yeah maybe it should be an interesting chat with him and and catch up and um so yeah. yes i was uh, See if he's I do, interested in coming on the show I, you know what? I, I will ask him that. Uh, it's, you know, nothing like crossover one there. He he, he interviews people on you know the baseball hall of fame, <laughs> and we interview uh, tops artists. <laughs> hey, listen, we had Lauren Taylor before anybody else, so come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> oh, other guest news, uh, Braden. Let's we should announce that. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was going to say that, but yeah, go ahead. No, because I can't remember his second name. Braden Bishop. <laughs> Remember the bus, come on. <laughs> Braden Bishop, who uh I think we interviewed the first season one. Season first one. season, yeah. First season there. Uh and uh he re- announced his retirement two days ago and tweeted out that there. So um all the best to Braden. He had a lot of stuff going on there with his charity and his coffee shop. And um, so we wish him all the best. And yeah, who knows? His brother's still playing for the Giants minor leagues, I believe. So uh maybe we can you know, his brother will make it there. So, you know, I guess it's uh, if, if you're your highlight your career is you replaced Ichiro in Japan. Uh, that's a pretty cool highlight. That's, yeah, that's a, <laughs> cool, that's a cool story for the grandkids. That is for sure. Exactly. That's something you're gonna pull the video up and go, yeah, I, I replaced him. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's sweet. Yeah. So yeah, uh, all the very best to Braden. It was great to have him on the show. Maybe get him back on one day. That'd be kind of sweet. Um. But yeah, I think that pretty much buttons us up for this week, doesn't it? I, it is. I, I will, we'll save your Chrome rant for uh, two weeks' time. And yes, exactly. A... Yeah, yeah. Whilst I was researching, I discovered just how deep the Chrome problem runs with Tops products, and it's irritating me. But well, yeah, we're, I'm not going to start on it. I'll be here. Uh, don't, don't, don't set me off. I've already been going for uh, slightly over an hour. So we will keep that, and I can maybe add some more color to it between now and the next couple of weeks as well. But yeah, if you're equally frustrated with the amount of Chrome product, Tune in in two weeks' time to hear me <laughs> talk smack about it. Um, but yeah, until then, uh, I think we'll round it up there for this week. So, uh, Jason, thanks very much again. Uh, we will, of course, have this episode out as a podcast. I'm going to download it and I'm going to schedule it tonight. <laughs> so, so I know it's done. Uh, so, Mike, you'll have your podcast next Monday. And of course, everyone else who, who listens uh, to the podcast, we do appreciate you. Thanks very much. If you find the time to throw us a like or a little five star review or all these other things that you have that you should be that, that would be cool uh, on the the old podcast platforms, we would appreciate it greatly. Um, in the meantime, you can get in touch with us across our socials. You can find us now at teantops.com. Is that what I bought? I can't remember. <laughs> we, have, we have a website now. <laughs> Well, we, we have a URL, that's for yep, sure. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, Linktree. So yes, T&Tops. Search for T&Tops. No one else has T&Tops. Yeah. It's, all about it, it, it's tandtops.com, and that will take you to our Linktree. So it saves us having to give out the Linktree anymore. Ah, um, fantastic. There we go. Yeah, we, yeah. we've actually joined the 21st century. Uh, so yeah, tandtops.com, and you'll get a link to all our socials there. Uh, Twitch, YouTube. You can find us on Apple Spot and Spotify. And our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is linked there as well. So any questions, any comments? What are your thoughts on Team GB? 
Uh, I know one collector who was trying to do it. Um, Laura, not Laura, who commented earlier on, other Laura. Um, she was talking about putting together a, some kind of GB set with all the players. So I'd be interested to touch base with her to see how she's getting on. Yep. Uh, or if she found it just as tricky as you did to actually track down cards of these uh, of these people. Uh, so but yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll try and update on that in a couple of weeks. But, but, but we'll post links. So if you're interested in buying Team GB cards, we'll post links uh, to all the players there so you can actually track them down if they have them or not. So yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, that'd be kind of fun. You know, what, like uh, uh, I won't be rooting for Team GB on Thursday, but you know, or no, no, sorry, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, oh, yeah, you've got but, but, you've got split loyalty, right? Yeah, and, and then Sunday I'll be behind TGV, so um, luckily I will be sleeping <laughs> during that time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a pretty rough start for USA and Canada, but let's see, uh, let's see how they get on. Let's see how they get on. Cool. But yeah, uh, once again, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And like I said, this will be out next week, so thirteenth, Monday the thirteenth, nine p.m. You'll be able to get this episode as a podcast. We'll be back live on Monday the 20th of March at 9pm UK with the next installment of the show. Uh, but until then, once again, Jason, thanks very much. Brilliant. Thanks, guys, for coming in and, and chatting to us. We always enjoy the engagement with you guys there, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Right on. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care of yourselves, and see you soon.